Hey guys, this is Naya here. And this is Tuli. And we are the founders and creators of Rant Much. So I think, Rant yeah, much. I really just said it, I think, how you say it, which is really funny because I've been listening to our episodes and now that's how I want to say it. Anyways, <laughs> welcome back to the show. If you are listening, I'm sure you listened to our first episode where we told you all about what this podcast is about. Um, and so today mm-hmm. we're going to jump right into our content. So as we said, both Tuli and I both live with our families, uh, which means our parents in Tuli's case both for her parents and her brother in my case my basketball team of a family plus my mom plus our cat and we're getting a puppy so this is about to be oh yeah in this house okay we're a whole circus um so all of that on top of the fact that we're in our 20s living our lives freelancing as artists and so we wanted to share with you all the different things that that comes with so I'm going to pass the baton over to Tuli so she can tell us what it's like, um, what her experience has been like uh, with living at home. Yeah, I mean, the experience, I guess, today's topic is what it's like to adult and live at home in your Black parents' house, okay? If it's on Black parents, okay? Um, (laughs) So yeah, like Naya said, we both live at home and I guess the experiences are very much similar, but very much different because of our different context. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm 25 and living at home and best believe this is my last year at home. Speaking um, into existence. Speaking into existence. Manifest it. Thank you, friend. <laughs> Thank you, friend. I receive it. I receive it. Um, I've been home. This is actually my third year at home. Because after uh, high school, I left and I went to university and I studied. And then I was in an apartment for two years and literally have been back since the end of 2018. So 2019, 2020, 2021 is now my third year being at home. So best believe there are things in place to make sure that I am not spending another new year in this house. Let's just put it that way. Um, so yeah, man, there have been a lot of pros and cons about the situation, but I'm going to start with the cons because I mean, <laughs> there've been a lot more cons than pros, let's be Amen. honest. And I mean, I think a con that everyone can, can relate to, especially if you've had to move back home during lockdown or, you know, during the pandemic is just not having your own space, yeah. which is such a con that, oh my word, I can't even begin to explain how difficult it is to live at home and not have your own space. So obviously my space is confined to my bedroom. And even at that, my parent, my family rather, we're not big like knockers. Like we don't knock on each other's doors. We just kind of barge in and do whatever we want. Which is kind of a black family thing. I gotta say, I really think that's a black family thing because my siblings have no sense of like, or maybe I don't, but I think as a family, we have no sense of like security in your space. Like it's our space. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 100%. And I mean, those things are like really interesting, right? Because I mean, if you're used to being on your own and you're used to walking around naked, 
it's awkward when your dad is in the yep. house. It's awkward when your brother's in the house, yep. you know? It's even awkward when your mom's in the mm-hmm. house because it's still like, why are you a grown-ass woman running around naked? And it's like, you just don't get yep. it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's been that's been a huge con for me, just not being able to have my own space and just go through shit the way I want to go through it and not have people ask me, what's wrong? What are you doing? Why are you not? <sighs> really, really, I'm over it. What about you? I agree. I think some of the cons for me is like, I'm a very introverted person. Like I am always in my head. I'm a very deep thinker as you all have like just heard, even in the 30 minutes that we gave you all. Right. I'm just constantly (laughs) thinking in my head about things. And so for me, and I feel like that my whole life. So it's weird for me to like come home and have five other people to deal with because for the last three years, like, as I said, I graduated from the university of Michigan and I spent, three of those four years as a resident advisor. So I had my own room for a good amount of time. And y'all being the oldest of five, like that is like the holy grail. I don't have to share my clothes, my food, nothing. Like my friends always used to joke growing up, like if Naya gets something from us, you best be believing if it's food, she's not going to eat it. Because by the time she gets home, everyone's (laughs) going to take it from her, which used to be a joke. But it's not so much a joke when you never have your own things. Okay, let me tell you. So I definitely feel like that's for sure a huge con, right? Um, Of just needing my own Mm -hmm. independence and my own space. And I often say like, I just want to be Naya. I don't want to be Tracy's daughter or Damon's Mm. daughter. I just want to be Naya. Like when I'm at home, like even when I'm in the city, like everyone knows me as someone to me, not me as me as a person, as an entity, because Mm. I grew up as a community, well, the daughter of a community figure. So it's just weird to like now have my own Mm. identity, my own belief system, and then come home. Like in a way that's kind of a pro too, because I have my own identity and my mom has other kids that have their own identities and getting really close with my siblings and learning about who they are as people rather than just like my little siblings has been like really great. So that's definitely mm. a pro. I mean, financially speaking here, neither one of us have to like pay for groceries Oof. or like rent or things of that nature, which is a blessing, mind you, Oof. because like I'm sure and both Joe Bird and here in Michigan, um yeah there are some families that don't work like that but we happen to be a part of the families that do so eh. yeah 100 percent. that is definitely a pro for me not paying rent has been literally like so amazing but you know i i also acknowledge Mm -hmm. like you said like there are families that don't work that way like you're 25 living in my house you should be paying some sort of rent i must say it's something that I'm learning to be grateful for. And it's also, I guess, I guess I learned that because I'm not paying rent, that there are certain things I should be doing in this house without complaining. Unfortunately, I remember the blessing of not paying rent only after I've complained a million times of what they've asked me yeah. to do. And I'm like, why am I going out to buy groceries for the seventh time today? Damn. I'm tired, <laughs> you know? And then I remember, okay, these people are letting me live here rent-free. So, and then your parents. You know, get your attitude you know, together. Like, it feels like exactly. a whole other level. Exactly. Of like, I have to because you, like, birthed me and raised me. And, like, I just feel obligations. Yeah. And, which is so weird. I feel like because even when I came back home, one thing I had to learn is my mom had to literally tell me, it's okay to tell me no. Like, you're an adult. Oof. I'm an adult. What is that like? <laughs> 
I mean, like, I'm still struggling with it because in my head, she's my mom. You just tell her yes. But my mom is the one who's like, you're going to, excuse my language, bitch and moan if you say yes. And I would rather deal with Mm. you telling me, no, I can't, mom, and move on. Whereas my 17-year-old brother is like, oh, I'm just like, I have homework to do. Sorry, mom, I can't do it. And I'm like, but I really didn't want to tell you no. (laughs) Uh, I hate that. I think, and also that's another con for me on my side, like not being able to be an adult in your parents' house. That's not even a thing yeah. here. You know, I don't know about you. And I know we're going to get into like the, the, the differences in our context because of where we are. But let me tell you something. In a South African household, if you are uh, in their house, you are a yep. child, okay? Because you live under somebody else's roof and you're living by their rules, Right. So not being able to be an adult has been a very difficult thing. I think outside of like the economic factors of like, I'm actually, you know, still trying to find a job in the middle of a pandemic. Ooh, whole um, another found a job. Episode. So thank you. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Your whole other, whole other but, episode. Yes. So I'm good now. I mean, I found a job, <laughs> but I mean, you know, just the, 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 the kind of like figuring that part of your life out and like realizing like I'm an adult like the, my age says so, the world says so, but my mother in the house no. is saying <laughs> something completely different. Okay, Amen. it is, it's, it's, yeah, you know, not being able to like think freely as an adult and make your own adult choices because they're already adults thinking freely and making their own decisions in this house. And there is no space for you to be an adult and make decisions in this house because what? It's not your house. I mean, it's All just right? too many cooks in the kitchen. Like it's just way too many cooks in the kitchen yeah. at some point. At some point I get it from a survival standpoint. Cause don't get me wrong. My mother is really quick to be like, I am your mother and not your friend. Get it together. Like she will cut me off with a quick, which mm. we've learned is definitely just a black mama thing. Like that is just straight up a black mama thing. Yeah. But yeah. like to some degree, I think somewhere when she was raising us in like our, puberty middle school years she just started to realize like as a single mother I think that's the other thing too she's a single mom of five it wasn't really like she was getting a lot of support from my dad at the time so it was like how do I raise these kids to be functional adults who don't like yeah understand authority but understand where authority is coming from I think it's like what she yeah. had to kind of realize yeah. so like now we have the relationship where we can talk to our mom and say I don't like the way you said this but I understand what you were saying mm. but that's again like that's a cultural yeah. difference and to some degree that's just my household like I know a lot of my black friends who mm. do not have that relationship with their mother I always say like my mom is my best friend but I also can't tell my mom mm. everything like my best friends you know it's it's a very firm balance but at least I know I would want to be Tracy's friend and I know that Tracy would want to be Naya's friend because she likes me you know yeah yeah oh that's deep man like would I be my mom's friend if she wasn't my mom I mean I don't exactly (laughs) I haven't thought about it but like like you said I think I'm also super grateful in the sense that my mom is studying Mm -hmm. psychology so my mom is open to a lot of conversations where I can say I don't like this or I don't like that I think I and just super emotional. So I struggle to have conversations just as like, mom, I don't like when mm-hmm. you say this. It's always coming from, I just hate when you say this. Me. <laughs> as, opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to just coming into the situation rational, you know, and calm. Yeah. So, so that can maybe hinder our conversation sometimes. And maybe someone can feel like attacked and ambushed because I mean, you know, our parents are still people at yeah. the end of the day. But I totally agree with you on that. Like my, 
my my mom as of late i would say like maybe the past three years has really been open to us being able to have conversations with her and say you know i don't like this you know can we talk about how we can i mean does she listen to me maybe not my baby brother probably not (laughs) you know but that's okay um, but yeah, I think another pro for me, I mean, I've only been talking about con, uh, has been getting to know my mom yeah. as a person. I think um, has been understanding that my mom is a whole person on on her own. Like she doesn't just exist for me. I guess I've always known that because my mom's never really been like, you know, like some moms are like, I'm a mom and that's all I do. And that's what defines yeah. me. My mom's basically always had her own life. You know, she's basically always kind of, been independent from us you know and I've had to learn to be independent from my mom because she was never really like the most nurturing the most I'll make your lunch for you every day I'll help you with your homework I'll take you to school I really had to figure life out you know on my own for a large sum of it so yeah I mean I I didn't struggle with feeling like my mom was 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 a person but I definitely think living at home has taught me to what extent she's a person like (laughs) what she enjoys what she doesn't enjoy you know how to step into her space respectfully Mm -hmm. you know what it means when she wakes up in a bad mood and when she wakes up in a good mood and what she needs when she's in those spaces so that's been a pro just to see my mom as like a whole person with a whole personality you know I think what's interesting for me is like, like I said, like me and my dad, my mom and my dad are split for those who don't know they are divorced. Um, And my dad remarried. So I have a stepmom and she has three kids. Right. So my siblings got kind of initiated in a way with like this whole family unit. And I'm currently trying to figure out a way to put myself back inside the peak picture because I want a relationship with my dad. And so it's interesting to me. I feel like because weirdly enough, when you come back from college, there is like this portion of like life where you do figure out who your parent is again, but not like as your parent, but as a person, right? Like we're talking about now. And I didn't get that with my dad. And so like, I have Mm. this like weird rose colored glasses view of like life through what I remember it being like when he was my dad Mm. in my house and we were living together. Cause again, I'm the oldest. So like, I remember the divorce. I remember when they moved, when he moved out, I remember everything. Right. So I got the, the great before the grimy duration and even the not so great of the debris falling down, like even now. Right. And so it's weird to Mm. then talk to my dad and be like, who are you? Like, (laughs) who is this person Mm. who raised me? Mm. Like, I just think it's weird because I didn't get the, the gentle roll into this is Damon as a person, you know, <laughs> like that's not, mm. th- that's not what our, our relationship is right now. I'm working on that as we speak, right. Of me trying to figure out who mm. is this man who actually raised me and who is Damon as a person, you know, um, because it mm. is an experience. I feel like a lot of times when kids talk about it all the time, if they haven't seen a parent in so long, like if you have a parent who's incarcerated or someone who's left and then they just, drop back into your life and they want to start where you left off it's like it's really hard to do that because I'm not even the same person I was when you left you know (laughs) like and a lot of times I think parents are just like it doesn't matter they're just kids but it's like no you birthed a human that's who you birthed that's what you got like that's so true that we take for granted this relationship between your parents and you as if it's supposed to be a natural thing and a lot of times it is not a natural thing 
But I mean, I want to get into what you would change about your experience um, with living at home. Like, what is the one thing that you're like, this is the very tippity top thing I would want to change about? So I feel like, again, going back to the fact that I'm an introverted person, like, my space is holy to me. Like I'm looking at apartments now, but like my mom laughs cause she's, she's always like, your room is where you stay. Like you come out when you have to, but like, I need you to come out more. Like you really don't engage with people <laughs> and I need you to do that. Um, which is, I mean, that's just who I am. I've always been that way, but I do need to work on engaging with other people again. Uh, quarantine really messed me yeah. up. <laughs> I gotta say. Um, but I think what I would change is Henry Ford did this thing where when his kids became adult, like college age, like Henry Ford was like a millionaire, right? Like he's still got things in his name. His great grandkids will be millionaires y'all. And so like they had a, like a college apartment built as like a wing of mm. their house and if I could have that that would be mm. amazing like he just mm. changed the whole wing mm. of his house for his kids and I was just like this mm. is gorgeous I would love this so much mm. so so what you would change is is that your your parents would be white people who have all the money <laughs> pretty much in America pretty much basically. uh if we could be one percenters <laughs> for a day I mean who would like that would be great that would just be <laughs> awesome. Uh, love it. Rockefeller would be my best friend. Would love it, you know, uh, yeah. which is so funny because yeah. I was thinking about this earlier. I do not want to be rich. Like, I don't want to be extremely famous or rich. And we talk about this a lot, but I'm really okay with, like, my middle class life. Like, it's really nice. I love it. <laughs> what about you? What would you change? Um, I would just change one thing okay. and one thing only. I would love to be able to have and indulge in alcohol <laughs> in this house. <Yes>! Okay. <laughs> that is all I want. I'm not asking for much. If my parents would just catch up to the reality that I'm 25 and do need alcohol to 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 survive this yeah. life and I cannot be sober 24/7, no. it actually is not normal. <laughs> um and um I cannot do this life no. sober. I've really been sucking <laughs> at it um over the past year. I've had to sit here and just be sober in this house. Um, I just I just want to be able to have a glass of wine to unwind, you know, from doing absolutely nothing. That's all I want to do freely in front of my parents, with my parents. I mean, they drink, um, but it's not a conversation I am able to have and engage in uh, because it would be, you know, literally the worst thing to ever happen to the world if they ever found out that I um, am undercover. <laughs> Alcoholic. basically one one <laughs> glass of wine y'all and we're all alcoholics i think uh i need to check in just one. <laughs> i need to check into rehab just because one. i have definitely surpassed my one glass i have to say um uh, which... <laughs> i would just be so much happier if i could That's drink real. at home i promise you i would probably never leave my house if i could drink at home oh my word like you're never That's real. never i'd just leave to go to work if I had to, True. and then just come back and veg at home all the time. <laughs> Which actually leads us into our last point of the episode. Like, how is respect different from South African households versus American Black households? Again, we recognize that South Africa is a very broad and diverse country, as well as America is a broad and diverse country, right? So, like, when we say Black households in either, like, perspective, uh, as you've already heard, we are not the majority. We are just a sliver 
of the pie, okay? Um, and one big culture difference, as yeah. Tuli just so eloquently pointed out, is the fact that in South African households, yeah, drinking at home ain't, ain't really the move, okay? Whereas in my household, I get a glass <laughs> with my mom and she's like, why you didn't pour me none? Like, that's our relationships, okay? Uh, so it's, it's different. Guys, uh, <laughs> Sabaweli. Okay, South African Sabaweli. I so wish that was uh, the case here. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I know a lot of my friends can mm-hmm. drink at home, um, but like you said, it's just really my context. And I think majority of us, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty sure majority of uh, our South Africans who are listening to this can definitely um, relate to not being able to drink at home. Right. And there's just a different like there are different respectability politics, uh, I think, around the world. But I think Africa in general just has like the most I don't even know what the word is in terms of, you know, around the uh, idea of respect, respectfulness with your parents. Right. Your parents are not your friends. You do not talk about sex and boys with your friends. I mean, with your parents, you do not drink with your parents. I think particularly for girls, because then the patriarchy is just super stacked against us. I have cousins who, when they turned 18, which is the legal drinking age in South Africa, you know, could not get a beer fast enough. And no one said shit about it. I'm 25 and I could never, ever, even in a millionaire, a million years, think of doing that. You know, my brother turned 17 last year. And um, at his birthday toast, my dad toasted with a glass of champagne while we all had juice. You know, the kids had juice. And so as he cheers and says a toast to my brother, he says, next year, my boy, you and I are going to be sharing one of these together. And I was like, I am 25 and I have never shared one of those with you. So here's to patriarchy. Clink, clink, everyone. I just, I ruined the whole thing because I was like, this is ridiculous. You're telling a 17-year-old that he can have a drink with you next year at his 18th birthday. Have you ever done that with me, sir? I'm 25. Facts. Facts. So, yeah, the patriarchy is just stacked up against me and all of us, basically. And welcome to our personalities. Um, As you see, we have no problem ruining toast. (laughs) Not here, we do not. (laughs) (laughs) We have no problem ruining a toast and ruining a sentimental birthday moment. Okay, Okay? look. Yeah, it is a podcast for Black girls who talk too much, okay? And uh, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> that is who we are, okay? If you had any questions, this episode should clear it up for you, okay? I think what's interesting is also yeah. on the respect level of, like, I can talk to my mom about boys and about uh, eh, a little bit about sex. But we're not getting into specifics about it. We're, she's just like, hey, <laughs> you got birth control, right? You're, you're being safe. Like that's, I feel like that's the most that we really talk about. Like my siblings, okay. My siblings, we always say we're like more like friends than siblings. So like the 17 year old, 15 year old and 13 year old, next thing you know, we're talking specifics. But as soon as my mother walks into the room, we're cutting that conversation, okay? But I think yeah, there yeah. are a lot of my, even my black friends, heck, even some of my white friends who look at me like, what, huh? Your mom knows that you're not a virgin. What are you talking about? Why would you ever? And I'm like, yeah, she's literally my mom who's like, it's just our relationship is weird and wonky. Like, I really think the divorce forced us to mature like 10, 15 years. It just forced us to. We were thrown into a whirlwind of a situation. And next thing you know, we were talking about any and everything because she 
my mother has the rule of you should be able to knock on my door and talk about anything. She don't want to know specifics like my girlfriends. Okay, but we're not doing that crap. But she doesn't want to know that I'm healthy and safe and happy and all the above. Actually, I think that's another thing I would change oh. is like the fact of my family cares about me so much that like when I complain about my life, or about boys or about anything to do with anything about my life they get really really concerned about me because they're just like you don't mm. recognize how awesome you are which I think to some degree may be a mm. mirror of what I actually need to see in front of me so I can recognize what I'm saying which could be good for this year for mm. me I'm, I'm trying to make a lot of changes a self-love journey you know but I think to some degree Sometimes it can be like, okay, guys, it really wasn't that deep. Y'all are taking this 10 times deeper than it should mm. be. Like, just just mm. let me live, you know? So mm. there's also that. I love that for you, though. I think that that that, that, your, that your family is um, that concerned, you know, and, like, takes whatever it is that you're going through or that you share seriously. I think I'm definitely on the opposite spectrum of that. And that's definitely a difference, yeah. And I know it's, a, it's very similar with a lot of our parents our African parents who I don't know I, I don't know I guess from I, I, I don't want to say my parents or my family doesn't take like what I go mm-hmm. through seriously but it's definitely not going to stop yeah. the world it's definitely not going to stop our day that I'm sad <laughs> it's just like rub some dirt <laughs> on it let's go you yes. know how about you wake up and apply for more jobs instead of crying yeah. you know? so I think um yeah that's definitely a difference um you know I think the conversation of mental health just generally in African households is a very different one. Um, and like I said, I'm grateful that my mom studies psychology and she, you know, kind of understands these things, but I think she is still studying. And so a lot of the things um, she's generally the type of person to be like, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm really sad, but I'm good. I'm just gonna, you know, go for a run. Yeah. And be fine. You know, that's, she's just that person. So yeah, those conversations become difficult. So I don't have those conversations at all. I just sit in my room and cry all day. <laughs> and nobody asks me what's wrong. Nobody really <laughs> cares, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess these conversations are so cool to have because then I get to realize that, like, other households really do operate yeah. differently and other people actually can care about their kids and their well-being and how they're feeling that day and that can be an important question. Like I never grew up having my parents ask me how my day yeah. was, you know, I never, I never, I never had that. I, I could never be sad and say, mom, I'm feeling sad today. And I guess that's just magnified and blown up now that I'm an adult. Cause if they couldn't do that for me as kids, they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, for me as an that's adult. true. <laughs> they're not going to be able to deal with a broken Tuli who generally isn't broken, generally is very fine and very capable so the days that I do feel broken are really hard ones because I don't have a pillar at home that I can lean on. You know, my brother's 17, so you don't want to be like, this is what my life is, you know. Um, so that's when, you know, friends like Maya mm-hmm. come in and uh, we have all these run sessions because nobody cares at home. And sometimes they just don't get it. Like, again, <laughs> I I said 17, 15, and mm. 13, like my siblings are going through their own teenage puberty, you know, lives. And Mm. it's something very different to leave home and then come back. Like you're in your twenties. And I've always felt like this It's like, as the oldest, there's like my siblings. And then there's like me, like there's like my cousins. And then there's like Mm. me. And so it feels very different to have conversations about my life because 
my friends get it. They just do. They just get it because they're in my age yeah. bracket and they're experiencing it too. So, you know, it's got, again, it's the pros and cons yeah. of living as an adult and your parents is home. So, you know. Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that yeah. there are pros, like not being able, not paying rent and not doing your own freaking laundry. Um, and there are cons. Like, I just wish I had my own damn space. So yeah, guys, uh, comment and uh, send us a DM on Instagram. Let us know what the pros and cons are for you if you are a grown-ass adult living at home, so you are hey, still hey. somewhat a child. Let us know what your thoughts are. <laughs> Let us know what your thoughts are on this topic because there is a lot more to be said. And the ranting continues on Instagram. So please Woo-hoo. do not forget to follow at rantmuch. And uh, we're going to have a great time on Instagram. We're ranting with you guys. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, let us know what have you think. Hey, guys. And uh, we will see you next time on the next episode Rant of Rant Match. Match.